podcast. Always be cool. The show where your host, DZ and BK, showcase your local business and real estate pros going gangbusters in leadership, community involvement, and just being cool. Here are your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, mortgage experts at Summit Lending, and partners in crime, Darren Copeland and Bobby Kerr. All right, everybody, it's the Always Be Cool podcast, hanging out with your hosts, Bobby Kerr, Darren Copeland. What's up, everyone? Today, we have a really, really cool guest, uh, president of Stop the Landfill Coalition, Mr. Rick Myers. All right, everyone, here we go. Longtime resident of Kansas City, Missouri. He is the president, like Bobby said, of Stop the Landfill Coalition. He has a Facebook page of over 4,000 members, which is incredible. He also has a pack with a goal, fundraising goal of over $250,000. He's become uh, an expert on local politics, I'm assuming. I'm sure we'll hear some stories about that. Uh, He's going to drop some knowledge on this passion of his and and, uh, the battle he's fighting, which is really, really cool and interesting to hear about all around cool person rick myers welcome to the show sir all right dude thanks thanks for having welcome welcome well before we get into this and we start asking a ton of questions rick i think this is going to be a really great educational opportunity especially since we have so many listeners here in kansas city Mm -hmm. that this is going to affect lots of different communities but before we dive into the questions you in in our pre-show questionnaire you filled out for us you said something to the effect of that you're wanting to make sure that your neighborhood is protected. The, the neighborhoods are protected within where this proposed landfill is going to go, not just for this generation, but for generations to come. And I really, Darren and I love starting the show with kind of like, what's the why behind this conversation? Mm-hmm. What's the why behind what it is that whatever the guest is is doing, right? Yep. And this is obviously your why, protecting your neighborhood, your community, mm-hmm the future generations that are growing up in Kansas City, Lee Summit, et cetera. So why don't you kind of paint the picture a little bit of what's going on from 30,000 feet, okay. and then we can dive in deeper as we go. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the whole thing started for us um, late last year. Um, we had heard rumors about a landfill going in in South Kansas City, uh, right on the Jackson County, Cass County line. We thought it was so preposterous. There is no way this can happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of sat idle for uh, for a couple months. We got through the holidays. And then in, in January, it, it came around in, in full force. We mm. we got some information that confirmed that this landfill was real. Um, and it is it is going into a little pocket of South Kansas City right off of 150 Highway. So it's bordered on 150 Highway on the north, mm-hmm. 155th Street on the south, uh, Horridge and Peterson on, on the east and west. So it's this tiny little pocket of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, you can't get any further uh, south in Jackson County. And, and the most challenging thing about this is it, it borders um, these, these huge neighboring municipalities, Lee Summit, mm. Raymore, Grandview, Belton. Um, and, and because of it, it physically exists in the, in the city limits of Kansas City, they have no voice. So a landfill is going to go in very close to their borders. Uh, mm. In fact, right across the street from this location is a Lee Summit school, a, an elementary school. Oh, and they literally have no say in uh, in what goes in inside the city limits. What's the name of that school again? It's an Summit, Summit, Point yeah, Summit Point Elementary. Summit Point Elementary. Okay. Okay. And you were saying basically it's kind of in between 71 or 49 highway, whatever you want to call it now. Correct. And, and 291. 291. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's right in that little pocket. If, if folks know where Longview Lake is, mm-hmm. we are two miles immediately south of Longview Lake. So, 
you know, there, there's lots of reasons to be opposed to this. Uh, in, in my mind, the school is number one. Mm-hmm. There's 500 some kids that go to a grade school literally right across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Longview Lake, there's a creek that, uh, that drains from this particular piece of ground mm-hmm. right into Longview Lake, two miles to the north. Whoa. And, then, and then number three, um, you know, you're dropping a landfill into the middle of an existing neighborhood. There's, mm-hmm. there's 40,000 homes within, uh, within a five mile radius wow. of this. And it's just crazy. That's why, that's why I said, we just thought it was preposterous. Right. You know, one day I, I, I just keep thinking I'm going to wake up and somebody's going to tell me we're being punked. Right. Cause it's just so absurd. Right. Uh, exactly. That a landfill be dropped into an existing location like this. Well, and share with the listeners what we were talking about right before the show about the rule about, you know, the half mile. Yep. And, and how that works with the different cities. Yeah. So within uh, within the state of Missouri, there's a current law on the books that says one municipality can't put a landfill uh, next to a, uh, within a half mile of another municipality without their permission. So this particular piece of property, because it butts right up to Lee Summit and Raymore, they had a voice in that first half mile. So what the developer has done is backed off on their plans. They made it a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So they've moved to one half mile and one foot. So wow. once you get to that that one foot distance, right. then they can do whatever they want. Now, wow. they're still we think they're still going to acquire all of that property and mm-hmm. they'll do the other things as part of their development that they want to do. And things they've talked about are a rock crushing operation. Mm-hmm. So imagine that a rock crushing operation in the middle of a neighborhood and across the street from a school. I, I actually right. have a little bit of schema on this. So where I live at Lake Lottawana, right across seven highway from Lake Lottawana mm-hmm. is a massive quarry mm-hmm. and the people now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to live on the other side of the lake, but everyone who lives on one side of the lake every single day is post. I mean, I've been there three years, yeah. but every single yeah. day posts, Oh my gosh, that was a big one. Right. Pictures are off the walls, you know, cracking and really? foundations have yeah. started to wow. occur because the city has made this deal with this quarry for, you know, these are not short, like contracts. These are like 20, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 20, 30 years long. And so when you do have rock, rock crushing operations near neighborhoods, it is absolutely felt by the residents. Absolutely. Right. Physically and financially, it's going to yep. hit your the value of your home. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's lots of talk around um, the value of your home, right? So one of the things that we heard early on, um, I want to say it happened back in maybe February, March at the latest, uh, Keller Williams, big local Mm -hmm. realtor, um, they decided that um, for every home that sold within a five mile radius, there needs to be a disclosure on that. Oh, wow. So they're just, they are now disclosing. I I don't think it's a legal issue, but I think they wanted to get get ahead of it. Yeah, absolutely. So they got ahead of it. And on every contract, my understanding, every contract that they're writing right now, there's a a disclosure about a potential landfill within a five mile radius. So you can imagine what that's done to property values. Yeah. So we know of um, big developers and things that are going on in Raymore. Um, their their big subdivision, the crown jewel, if you will, of Raymore Mm -hmm. is a subdivision called Creekmore. Right. Um, for all intents and purposes, development, if it if it hasn't completely stopped, it's slowed way down. Has it? Um, so some homes are for sale. Other homes aren't being built. Um, so things are just stopping. I know one particular uh, home uh, landowner who had contract and, and had uh, drawings to build a house. Mm-hmm. He literally stopped. He's like, I don't know what to do. I own 20 acres right uh, immediately adjacent to this site. Right. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't. I can't build a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar home here. Oh it'd yeah, be, it'd be crazy. So he he backed off and and has in turn put his property up for sale. And that's just so one one story. One, right. one story. Yeah, and right. there's there's hundreds of them. Right, because I, I was going to ask is 
has that already started to take an effect? And clearly it has, you know, the, the word is getting around. So, you know, whether people are selling their houses, you know, there's, you know, there's an inventory shortage right now of yep. homes, but you know, people aren't going to drop three, four or 500,000 on a house or a potential landfill is going to be coming down. The pipe. No, absolutely not. And, and we understand that uh, within, within about a five mile radius of a landfill, the average price of a residential home mm -hmm. will drop between 12 and 15%. The closer you get to it, the higher the percentage is, mm. you know, so that that averages out the further away you go. So you can imagine someone who's at potentially what we call ground zero. Right. You know, they're looking at a possibly 25, 30 percent decrease in value Jeez. of their home. In fact, wow. we, we do know of, of one property. Uh, it's a it's a 29 acre tract of land right off of 150 mm -hmm. that the developer has now purchased. Um, my understanding is that piece of property. Um, before the the rumor of the landfill came out was was uh, being marketed at one point four million dollars, mm -hmm. so a home in in twenty nine some acres. Right. It ended up selling for just under a million. So you could do some quick math and wow. say that's a thirty percent drop in wow. in property value just because of the rumor of the landfill. Mm. What happens when the landfill goes in? Right. And right. it's you know so so the landfill in and of itself um, has all the horrible connotations that that you can imagine. So. Um, number one would be the odor, but mm -hmm. it's, but it's the noise, it's the dust, the potential of a fire, right? right. Those things are there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, even the EPA on the front page of their website will tell you that all landfills leak. So the mm -hmm. developer can talk about, we're going to put in this clay liner and we're going to have this monitoring system and they're going to do all that. At the end of the day, a landfill is still going to leak. Right. And with the, the little Creek, it's called Lumpkin's Fork, uh, okay. runs right at all that all that property drains to that location and that runs right into Longview Lake, which is an army Corps of engineers lake, mm -hmm. right. which then turns and runs into the Missouri river. Right. So why aren't we concerned about this? This wow. is right? I mean, this is wild. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. This is why I keep thinking I'm going to wake up and someone's going to tell me I'm being punked because well, it's so absurd. <laughs> well, and this is exactly why the word needs to, to get out because, you know, when Bobby got this together, I'm like, Hey man, so, uh, who's this Rick Myers dude? Right. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, well, it has to do with this landfill and real estate and everything, because, you know, we have a lot of friends that listen to this and a lot of people who are involved in real estate mortgages and things like that. So this is a massive, massive deal. This is a big problem. Right. I, it is a big problem. I'm shocked. So we listed three things at the very beginning, right? The proximity to the school, literally within feet mm -hmm. of a, of an elementary school yep. in the Lee Summit school district. The fact that potentially this could drain into Longview Long Lake, Lake. Yep. Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, the neighboring neighborhoods right, right. like Creekmore, which for those of us that are in Kansas City and especially those that like to golf, yep. Creekmore Golf Course is one of the nicest golf course, mm -hmm. public golf courses in Kansas City. And I mean, this is this is massive. It, it is. And, and you, everything you just said about Creekmore is, is mm -hmm. absolutely true. It's, it's a big deal. But let's let's talk about the Kansas City residents. Yeah. Um, so we live in a, in, this is kind of a rural area of Kansas city. Mm -hmm. And this area was built by uh, retired firefighters now and retired police officers. So there was laws in the city of Kansas city that these guys had to live within the city limits. Mm -hmm. oh, a right. lot of them yeah. live out there. And now it feels like, you know, the city's kind of turned their Being back on punished. them. And yeah. And yeah. I mean, okay. Is, is that, is this by design in this I, particular I, part? I could, what do you I, think? You know, I couldn't okay. tell you. I couldn't tell you. We get we get lots of mixed messages from from the city. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some instances we hear that they're all in, and other instances, you know, we hear from people like the mayor and different city council members that they, you know, they're they're opposed to it. 
They're, mm-hmm. they're with us right. and they're in their opposition. Um, they just had an election. There are seven new members of the city council. I've talked to most of them personally. Um, and they, they tell me that they're, they're with us. Uh, right. in fact, Raina Park Shaw, who's the councilwoman for district five, uh, at one point told me we've already had our landfill in district five. We don't need another one. Right. So if you think about the old landfill down at 85th and 71 highway, mm-hmm. uh, that's the one she's referring to. We've already, district five has already paid their dues. They've already right. had a landfill here. We don't need another one. Right. So I hope to take them at their word. Right. So what's, what's like, where are we at in the process? Like what's the next step? You know, what's the next achievement that you need to, you know, get done in order to continue to move in the right process? So, so what we're doing right now is, is trying to build awareness. So the grassroots kind of effort, um, the Facebook page, stop the lies, stop the landfill is where we want folks to go for more information. Um, our team has also built a pack. So kill the org. So we're in the fundraising mode. We're in, in the, the mode of, of, trying to get more folks involved in our cause. We have 4,000 followers on the Facebook page. Um, we That's want 5,000 and then we want 10, right? So um, by the time we come back to Jefferson City in the in January, in mm-hmm. the next legislative session, mm-hmm. we want, we'd we like to have um, you know $250,000 in the pack and 10,000 followers on the Facebook page um, because then you become a real political force at, at that point. Sure. I mean, I think we are today with 4,000. Uh, we've been very vocal. We've been to... Um, House meetings, uh, Senate hearings. We've been to all, we've been to city council. We've been to Jackson County Legislature. We're very vocal. We're very present at, at all those things. So we're in we're in kind of that awareness mode right now. Um, the the process to permit and build a landfill in the state of Missouri is a is anywhere between a five and ten year process. Mm-hmm. So from the developer's perspective, it's still relatively early on, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of due diligence. They've got monitoring and wells and and they've got permissions. The Department of Natural Resources is, is one of the ultimate permitting authorities in mm-hmm. the state. So they've got to go through that whole process. Um, technically, because of a vote we had at the city of Kansas City, there's a one-year moratorium that mm-hmm. the city council That's voted for. Right, mm-hmm. um, there's a one-year moratorium on issuance of a permit. So the issuance of a permit from the city really doesn't happen until much later in the process. Okay. So while it's a, a, a nice effort from the city and, and officially they can't do anything, um, it doesn't really stop the developer from furthering their cause. They're just kind of, I mean, they're just kind of kicking the can down the mm-hmm. river for, for another year. For, um, legally and legislatively okay. with the city. Uh, the developer can continue, to, can continue to do what they need to do today. They're right. continuing to acquire property. So between what they uh, outright own today, uh, what they have under contract and what they have control of um, under an LLC, they say they have enough property to, to do what they need to do. So they're going to wow. they're going to mon- they're going to dig wells and monitor that. So they're going to have do all that due diligence and the testing that DNR is going to require. Mm-hmm. Um, but officially, they can't get permits. So we're kind of on pause with the city of Kansas City. Um, same thing with the state, the DNR, they, they require, you know, six months to do this and a year to do that. And mm-hmm. so they're kind of in the middle of all that officially. Um, with the state and with the city, there's been no formal request for a permit yet. Right. Um, and, and that's why a lot of, uh, for a long time, we weren't getting any response from anyone at the city or anyone at the state. They're like, well, there's no permit here. We don't have anything to react to. Mm-hmm. But we also know that in the background, conversations were taking place. And that's a lot of that's coming out now through, uh, through some of our sunshine law requests. Mm-hmm. Um, we're digging into some of these conversations and finding out there were conversations happening much sooner than than what had been previously admitted to. Gotcha. So we're yeah you know, we're uncovering lots of information as as we go. So so then the next real step as we get legislatively mm-hmm. is January when, uh, okay. when the Missouri Legislature steps up again uh, and puts in their spring session from January to May. Um, the bills that um, that 
we were not successful with last year will we'll come back around. Uh, we had HB 909 in the Missouri House. Um, we went down and, and testified there, um, had great support. Uh, that, that bill passed, I think, 139 to 16. Nice. Overwhelming support within the Missouri legislature. Okay. And the great thing about it, it was bipartisan support. So th- this is, a mm-hmm. you know, in today's environment, there's right. not many things that you can say are bipartisan. This, this is right. one of them. Right. So we had, uh, we had lots of wonderful support, uh, like I said, 139 to 16. Then it moved to the Senate. Everyone told us, beware of the Senate. It's, it's a different ballgame. Mm-hmm. And as, as we found out, we had great support in the Senate. Uh, we feel that the headcount gave us, of the 34 senators, we feel we were probably in the high 20s mm-hmm. uh, in terms of support. So we felt our bill was going to pass. However, the developer hired 20 lobbyists. Mm. And I don't know how much you guys know about lobbyists, but lobbyists aren't cheap. No. So they hired 20 of what we heard were some of the best lobbyists in the state. Mm-hmm. And they worked the system. And as we got deeper and deeper into the legislative session, um, they had a May deadline. They had to pass the budget and, and then they were going to uh, end the session. So we were up against the deadline. So their plan was to run out the clock. So they, through the lobbyist efforts, got a couple of senators, one from St. Louis and one from Springfield, mm-hmm. uh, to filibuster. So during the time that our bill, um, Senate Bill 590, was being heard uh, on the Senate floor, uh, we got to hear about Dr. Pepper and high school events and wow. how wonderful, you know, there was, there was a landfill over here at one time and now it's a park. And everybody needs a landfill in their backyard was kind of the message. So it was really just to run out the clock. So basically, a senator, uh, two different senators from over 200 miles away, in essence, lobbied for a landfill to be put in our backyard, right. um, all due to because it doesn't affect them at all. It doesn't affect do you get, them at all. Do you have their names? Oh. Like, do you do you get the list of the oh, yeah. senators oh, yeah. that vote for yeah. vote, vote yeah. against? Yeah. So the so the so the the primary senator um, that led the filibuster was Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Okay. And then there was another one named uh, Senator Curtis Trent uh, out of Springfield. So they were the two primary guys mm-hmm. um, who took up this two and a half, three hour session mm-hmm. um, to just talk and basically filibuster. And that's the right. way the Senate works. Uh, if you can filibuster, if you can run out the clock, yeah. then you win. And that's the most disappointing thing. You know, if if our bill would would come to a vote and if there were, so there's 34 senators, if there were 18 senators that voted against us, mm-hmm. I can accept that. Sure. Right. right. But but what happened here, uh, we, the citizens, were just denied the opportunity for a vote. And that's frustrating. Right. So they, they everybody played within the rules. Um, but it's frustrating that the, the voices of the citizens were denied a vote mm-hmm. um, because it was politically connected to uh, to a certain number of lobbyists. So that's well, frustrating. And sure, it's got to be frustrating when it's senators that aren't even in this area. Exactly. Right. So I just recently got back from D.C. on doing some lobbyist stuff on the on the mortgage side. Okay. And it's a, a very big eye opener of how it is. Like, it's amazing how anything ever gets done. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, Cause you, you go inside the state cap or, or the Capitol building and you've got a bunch of 20 year olds that mm-hmm. are almost running the country. Yep. Right. That's exactly right. Right. Which is unbelievable. You know, they've got their law degrees, you know, their, their masters, PhDs, everything like that. And they're literally the front runners that you have to go through in order to get to one of the house of reps or yep. the senators yep. and things like that. So, um, man, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the frustration that would be, but the thing is what you said, which is really cool is once you get up, you know, the Facebook to mm-hmm. 10,000 followers and you have the pack mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. well, that's 10,000 voters. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's where you can really get their attention and be like, Hey, Yep. You know, because everyone wants to get reelected. Yep. And, you know, like you said, this is such a bipartisan and such a makes sense 
type of deal. Like you said, it's unbelievable that they were thinking about putting a landfill in that area. Yeah. So like, don't give up, right? right. Oh, yeah. Obviously, no, we, right? We, That's we, what they want. Well, we we will not quit. I mean, we will we will fight till the end. And and we yeah. have we have lots of things available to us as, mm-hmm. as we fight. You know, so again, we had incredible support from um, almost I think all of the local legislators on on the on the House and the Senate side. And we look forward to you know their support in the future. Senator Rick Bratton. Uh, from Cass County, he kind of led the effort on the Senate side. Um, Representative Hafner from Pleasant Hill uh, led things on uh, on the House side. Um, in fact, <clears throat> Senator Bratton was so upset at the uh, at the filibuster from mm. from the other two senators, mm-hmm. um, he threw out his filibuster of his own the very next day. Um, so he held the Senate floor for. I want to say almost nine hours, um, right up in, against in the protest, basically. Uh, absolutely, just bring this bill to the floor for a vote, and I will I will be happy to sit down. Right. Um, and, you know, so it was all over the Facebook page, as you can imagine that day. Yeah. And, you know, um, the you messed with the wrong Marine was, you know, right. all over, yeah. so, right. so we were, you know, no. we were cheering. And, <laughs> and at that point, um, a lot of our followers um, actually left Kansas City that morning and drove to the Capitol uh, oh, wow. in, in support of him. So we had, you know, a couple dozen supporters in the Capitol running through the hallways, trying to, you know, garner up support, just get back in and vote. You know, that's that's all we're asking for mm-hmm. is a vote. Just, just a fair just square give vote. Us, give us the vote. So right. and we had support of, um, like I said, Senator Bratton, Senator Searpoint and Lee Summit, um, Senator Razor uh, on the Kansas City side, who's the landfill. It actually sits within his district. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. we, you know, so we look forward to, you know, more support from uh, from the three of those oh, yeah. uh, as we get into the next session. So the Facebook group is called Stop the Lies, Stop the Land. Yeah. And there's an, it, it's kind of weird. There's an exclamation point after each one of those statements. Right. So stop the lies, exclamation, stop the landfill, exclamation point. So what exactly are the lies? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Four hours. No, I mean, I think right. that, that'll kind of paint the picture because like right now we're saying, well, this is just a, this is a crummy situation, right? Yeah. Close to schools, close to home impacting property values, obviously taking a lot of homeowners and community members attention away from things that it should be on. So like what, what are some of the lies right now that you guys are being told as the community members? Well, the, the very first ones, and this goes back early on, and some of those have now been corrected publicly because quite frankly, they've been called on it. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know anything about the landfill. There, there is no permit. There is no application. We don't know what you're How's there about. not? How is this being discussed at the House and the Senate level? But Bobby, not everyone's truthful, brother. I know, but <laughs> how, is, how is how is not an application? Come on, how is an application not like I literally think, public knowledge or p- being able to be yeah, downloaded I, as a PDF? I, I think that was the piece that they relied on to say officially nothing's there, happening. Nothing's happening, right? So they could they could deny that up to the point that you know it became too much pressure. Um, in, in one of the, one of our true champions here and, and he's out doing his job, working hard every day, uh, is Matt Fleener from channel nine. He's mm. been a great advocate for us nice. on this story. I mean, we've had great local coverage from all the stations. Um, but, but Matt has kind of really dug in deep. Uh, my wife jokes, he's been at our house so much interviewing me. I feel like we need to invite him over <laughs> for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. So, <laughs> um, but, but he's, he's dug into multiple aspects of the story. Uh-huh. Um, he's, you know, so on the investigative side, yeah. uh, he's dug into the developer. They, uh, they own a transfer station and they're doing some things over there that, that he, he called them on. Right. Um, and hopefully ultimately is driving some change within the overall trash industry in, sure. in Kansas city. Sure. Uh, but he's been a great advocate digging. He was, he was down there for all the house and Senate hearings. He's been at the, at the city council meetings. Um, so he's, he's been, uh, he's been all over it. Um, but, but some of the other lies that we hear, um, 
So there was, there's a um, behind the scenes developer, someone behind the developer with the money. Mm. And um, so we hear lots of denials around who that is. Um, and then there's been some from, I, I had the opportunity one morning to meet that gentleman directly and um, the developer of the, the developer, the, the money behind the developer. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, uh, so I met him and he basically told me that some of the things that were stated at the Missouri house and Senate hearings um, were not exactly true. So words coming out of the developer's mouth directly. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you one way or the other, right. if that's true or not. Right. Um, but that's what he told me the, you know, that, that, morning that I met him. Right. So it's, so there's just any there's, idea what those things are that, well, so, um, so at those early meetings between the developer and the state, um, it is, you know, we have this amount of property, um, the, the 900 acres between what we own, what we have under, under contract and what we have uh, under control via an LLC. Mm-hmm. So I asked this gentleman specifically if he was involved in that. And he said, no, he is not interested in a landfill. He doesn't want a landfill on his property. He owns a big chunk of the property. Is this where the, this the ranch? Is go. Yeah. The flying yeah, H ranch. ranch. Yeah. So he told me directly and I, and I want to believe him. And I told him that I said, right. no, sir, I, I, I want to believe you. Right. Um, I, I hope, that you are with us and and you don't want a landfill here. You know, you have a beautiful flying H ranch facility here. Right. Um, Let's keep that going. Right. Right. We we all as neighbors, we love that. Um, So he specifically told me that there were things, uh, there were some inconsistencies between what was told down there and and what he Mm, believes. I couldn't tell you which, you know, what what is, you know, where the truth lies. Money's a crazy thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Gosh. So I mean, I've got lots of questions, but um, you've mentioned Mayor Lucas's name a mm-hmm. couple of times, mm-hmm. and we've read that um, he has publicly stated something to the effect of this spot is better served as residential development as right. opposed to a landfill. Sure. It, are those words in line with the feeling that you and the rest of the coalition are getting as you're talking with him, with other city officials, high-ranking city officials? Because as we know, sometimes people say one thing and then they do another. So I guess I'm curious on if the city and if the highest ranking officials of Kansas City are staying in line with what they're actually saying publicly. So far. Um, so they're all telling us that. Mm-hmm. Um, the mayor, members of the city council, uh, even the director of public works, a gentleman named Michael Shaw. Um, in my last conversation with him right after one of the council hearings, uh, he told me he doesn't want a landfill. He's an environmental guy and uh, does not want a landfill within the city limits of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let's codify that in law, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Right. Um, you know, you can tell me that all day long. And and again, I want to believe you, Sure. Uh, but we're not going to rest uh, until this thing is somehow codified in law and these these residences are are protected, right? right? I mean, at the end of the day, I think, I think one of the first questions we have to ask ourselves is is a landfill even necessary? That's what but, I was getting ready to ask you. Like, is, is there a dire need right now for Kansas City to have a, a, a landfill of that magnitude? So, so it depends on on who you ask. Well, sure. Um, but if you but, ask the developer who owns a waste management company, right, right, <laughs> right. But we but we know so there's there's uh, several landfills in town where the you know the majority of, of the trash from Kansas City goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney Ridge out in Sugar Creek. Uh, it's our understanding it has 20 years left of life. Um, That's North North Independence, um, Sugar, Sugar Creek. Right? Yeah, but, yeah. Right off two ninety one. Shout out um, to Ernie's. Um, the Johnson County <laughs> landfill. So the old um, the old Deffenball landfill, which yeah. is now owned by Waste Management. We understand it has 
uh, over 20 years left. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's there's new relatively new landfills in Warrensburg and Sedalia. So it's my understanding from folks within the trash industry in Kansas City mm-hmm. that there's over 100 years of capacity within 100 miles of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's a significant number. Right. So with the modern technology, and there's a, there's a company in town called Raptor, and there's several others, um, that um, Mark II and, and American Waste, I think, down in uh, down in Harrisonville, um, that operate businesses called transfer stations. Mm. So what a transfer station is, mm. is the local uh, garbage trucks will run through the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And instead of driving those local trucks all the way out to a landfill, they'll go to a localized transfer station. They'll, they'll dump their trash into a larger large vehicle, truck, yep. and then the large truck will run. And they're comfortable running 50, 75, 100 miles. They'll go to Warrensburg yeah, or Sedalia ex- exactly, or whatever. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right. So let's leverage the new technology. So so Raptor has done a great job. They've got a state-of-the-art facility uh, right off of uh, 71 Highway or 49, whatever we call mm-hmm. it now, uh, in Grandview. And uh, they built uh, this massive, beautiful facility that, um, I mean, trash never touches the ground. Uh, it's emptied out every night. They take it to these other landfills. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that's the initial question that we need to ask and, and answer. And to the city, to the city of Kansas City's credit, they've talked about um, initiating a study. So, working with Mid America Regional Council uh, in the Solid Waste Division, do we even need a landfill? And I think that's the fundamental question. And if and if we do, um, then where does it go? Mm-hmm. Right. And I get that question a lot. If if it's not there, Rick, where, where does a landfill yeah, go? Where does it go? And you know, it is as awful as a landfill is, I would never name a town or a location. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Sure. Right. Uh, no one wants it in their backyard. Um, but the way I generally answer that question is when you think about this site, I can tell you that across the street from a grade school mm-hmm. is not the right. Not place. the ideal. Right. Yeah. Place. Two, yeah. Mi- two miles upstream from a U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Lake. No. Not not the right place. No. So. Put a landfill where it affects a hundred people, not a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so to me, where where is that? I'm not gonna. I'm not. It's not for you that. to decide, it's but it's decide. not here. Exactly. Right. And and for those reasons. Right. Wow, Bobby, what's our favorite saying? You don't have to go home. You just can't, just can't stay, stay here. Here, yeah, right. <laughs> um, man, this, I don't know if you want to talk about it. I'll leave it up to you. If you want to talk about the developer. They're local. Yeah, they're local and it's, it's public information. So I'm not, I'm not airing anybody out. Um, so the, the folks behind it are Aiden and Jenny Monheiser. Uh, they own Mark II transfer station today and several other businesses. So they own a transfer station. They do. They do. Okay. And they have lots of, lots of contracts with people like the city of Kansas city. Okay. So they're working with them today. Uh, and they run a lot of their trash, uh, out to, uh, out to Johnson County is my understanding. And, um, so yeah, so they're already in the industry. They're in mm-hmm. the business. Um, and they're, they're the primary folks behind it. We think there's, there's people with money behind them, but, uh, from everything we understand, they're the face of it. So Jenny, uh, as a woman owned business, um, has been to the Missouri house and the Missouri Senate testifying, uh, on behalf of the landfill. Um, she's about the only one there on the, on the pro side of it. And we've had mm-hmm. lots of people on the opposition sure. side, as you can imagine. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, and, and one of the frustrating things is at the at the Missouri Senate, um, she talked about how wonderful this was going to be for the community. It's it's a need for the community. You know, we're going to take care of it. We have things that can control the odor. How is it a need for the community? Well, it's a need for the city. I mean, trash needs to go somewhere. OK, right. right so we so it. we do understand that. Um, but it, as, as a part of that uh, Senate hearing that day, she 
said that she would reach out to the community and, and involve the community in the decision-making process mm. and, and what the final outcome is going to be. And of course, that's been, you know, several months now. And, and the interesting thing is every time someone like Matt Fleener from Channel 9 tries to talk to him, mm-hmm. they literally run away. Um, I mean, there's, you, you can go on, on the, the Channel 9 website and where mm-hmm. he tried to interview Jenny, tried to interview Aiden, um, and they were literally, they couldn't run fast enough. They were literally wow. running away from, from Matt. So it's, and he's, he's reached out several times and he gets, you know, talk to our communications team, talk mm-hmm. to my PR guy, whatever. Right. Um, and they'll put out statements. They'll put out, um, you know, some FAQs, um, different things like that. But they, uh, they have yet, to my knowledge, uh, have yet to speak publicly and, and yet to call any community meetings. So let me ask you this, like looking at the long-term plans, whether you know, the landfill goes in this location or some other location, because I remember growing up uh, and my grandparents would talk about there was a landfill in Blue Springs, Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Which is now the a, go- Stoke a golf, Canyon golf course. Yes, yeah. which is now a golf course, right? So is there a certain life to where, you know, let's say if, if one is done properly, that eventually you can build homes on top of it? Is I mean, is that out of line? I don't, I don't know that homes could be built on it, but okay. things like parks, yeah. golf courses, okay. those Because the homes in Stone Canyon are they're further not, south. They're not necessarily. It's a golf course that's actually. It's like only like several specific holes that are okay. above. Yeah, yeah. So, so all that's all that's possible. But I, but I think the big difference in that situation and the situation out in Johnson County is those landfills were, were literally there first. And homes yeah. built up around them. Correct. This is a very different situation where the, the homes are there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without homeowners knowledge or permission or, you know, and there has to be changes in zoning. There's all kinds of issues that go into it. Mm-hmm. But to drop a landfill into the middle of an existing neighborhood mm-hmm. is a very different situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to this is going to be a fight because obviously hundreds of acres have already been purchased. This um, Techni- Allegedly, te- technically, um, within the site itself, my understanding is only twenty nine okay. is what is what they own. I've got a I've got an article here from KMBC.com that says Jenny Monheiser of KC Recycling and Waste Solutions told a Missouri House committee that a company she owns is under contract for or has purchased already nearly five hundred acres with plans to build the landfill on 270 of the 500 acres. That's correct. So that's, and she stated that very publicly uh, and stated that at the Missouri Senate hearings, she was pressed on that by uh, one of the senators. I forget which one did that. And she never answered the question specifically. What they own from my latest understanding and what the Jackson County records state, Mm -hmm. um, they own 29 acres, that one home that they bought at a 30% uh, decrease in value. Mm -hmm. And they have the rest of it under contract. So there are several uh, family members of, of a large family who owns um, 300 some acres out there. Mm-hmm. That property is, to my understanding, is under contract. Just hasn't closed yet. Hasn't closed yet. I'm, okay. I'm sure it's contingent on sure. certain types of approval from the city and the state. And um, the, then the balance is owned by this, uh, by the developer, the owner of the Flying H Ranch. So technically, under their control um, is different than uh, what they own. And it's my understanding they only own 29 acres. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, as you talk about the, um, the transfer station stuff that for me, at least starts to paint the picture a little more clearly of maybe what's going on here. Mm-hmm. They own a transfer station. Uh, may, they don't want to have to use 
a lot of money and gas and resources. Pay, pay the high rates. Pay the yeah. high rates mm-hmm. to take every trash companies and and pay to take it across the state line. Correct. Take it over to Johnson right. County. It's a big money saver. And so, a big big money Huge. saver if you've got this right here in your backyard yeah. in in Jackson Cass County mm-hmm. right here and you're close by. So that starts to paint the picture a little more clearly. It, that it's all about money. It's yeah. all about so, money. So at yeah. the end of the day, you've got you've got all of these homeowners and landowners, um, you know, 40,000 within just a couple mile radius uh, against literally one person um, who has, this is, this is third party, um, has told another person that this will make him a billionaire. The landowner? Uh, the, the developer. Okay. The developer. Yeah. So yeah. he's, so my understanding, he told, so the, again, this is hearsay, but um, I heard it from him directly that mm. he told me this would make him a billionaire. Aiden? So, uh, yeah. So this is all about money, right? right? So, so it comes down to, you know, I built my home in 1994 under a certain set of rules in South Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, some way during those years, <clears throat> the zoning changed where this type of operation could never have been allowed under the previous sure. zoning. Right now there's a path. It, it still requires a change in zoning and permit, you know, special use permits and those right. kind of things. But now there's, there, there's, there's a path mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's frustrating. Did I, as a citizen, get a voice in that change of zoning? Right. No, no, no. So, so it, it feels like in, in, in one respect, some uh, things are stacked against us from, sure. from the city. Um, but again, they're telling us all the right things and I want to believe them. Sure. Um, but again, until we codify this in law, right. um, you know, we're not, we're not going to, you rest. can't rest. We, yeah. We will fight this. And, and again, as I started to mention earlier, we've, we've got lots of avenues that, that we're going to go down. We're going to fight it at the city. We're going to fight it at the state. Um, we know we have legal options, sure. right? So this thing, you know, heck we could tie this thing up in the courts for years. For years. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we plan to, I mean, if right. that's what it takes, uh, if we can't win it legislatively, yeah. Uh, then, then that's the path we'll go. And you guys, I think I read you, you guys have been going door to door to make sure everyone knows what's oh, yeah. up. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. that's really how it started for me when, you know, when it, once we got past the holidays and this thing became real, uh, I live in a tiny little pocket of, of Kansas city, Missouri. And, you know, there's a lot of retired folks out mm-hmm. there. Again, as I mentioned, um, Kansas city police officers, firefighters, um, and I, you know, I don't know all my neighbors, but there's not very many of them, mm-hmm. you know, because it's kind of rural south of Longview Lake. Sure. Um, a lot of us own five or 10 acres. So I just decided to create a little flyer and went literally went door to door and started handing out. And of course, everybody's alarmed and nobody knew about it. And, right. and it kind of started from there. Um, and then working with uh, the, the folks in, uh, in the city of Raymore. Um, they're like, we need to get a little more formalized. Would you mind mm-hmm. doing this? So I started a Facebook page. I didn't even have Facebook in January. Right. And now, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, you right. told me that you were manning a Facebook page. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's not yeah. the Rick I yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. So I've gone from, uh, from not even knowing how to log into Facebook, um, to 4,000 followers that's impressive. Uh, in just a couple of months. So, yeah. so, you know, passion is high. Um, and, and the folks that are, I've met some wonderful people through this process. If there's anything that's, that's positive, that's come out of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people that I'm working with in the city of Raymore, um, the, the residents of Creekmore, uh, Lee summit, um, uh, just met some wonderful folks, uh, folks in Grandview, Belton, uh, South Kansas city, uh, everybody's opposed, sure. uh, everybody's fighting. Nobody's afraid to speak up. Um, you know, we've driven to Jeff city. Uh, we've right. had email campaigns, um, Senator half or I'm sorry, representative Hafner, told us um, his colleagues have mentioned to him that there is not one single issue during their tenure uh, at the Missouri House that mm-hmm. has gotten so much attention from citizens. Good. Wow. It's, it's awesome. unbelievable. Yeah. Good. So so a true testament to uh, to all the citizens getting them fired up. You know, when we say, hey, it's now time to email 
160 representatives or whatever it is and 34 senators, right. uh, they're on it. My, yep. my Facebook just lights up, done, done, done. You know, just yep. people are just firing it back. I did it, you know, and, it, and it's great to, to see that level of activity uh, because people are passionate. You know, the, I mean, the, the number people are passionate about two primary things, right? Their family and their money. Yeah. And this affects both of them. Absolutely. All day. And, and like we said earlier, you know, keep getting those Facebook followers and keep getting those registered voters yeah. to be on there and yeah. have that voice because that's when you really get their attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it, like you said, everybody's up for re-election at some point. And if it's not for their exact position, they've got another position in mind, right? So maybe right. a rep wants to move to Senate or city council wants to move to this or whatever. Right. Um, there's always the next step. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, so we were intending to continue to, to go wide and deep, That's you know, awesome. as, as far as that reach is, reach is concerned. I, I guess one of the um, rebuttals to the point of the Monheisers or, you know, their PR people are not out there discussing this with the community members. I guess a, a rebuttal would be, well, Technically, since we don't have anything yet, there's nothing, there's no information to share, right? I mean, I would imagine that that's maybe a rebuttal that, could that they've used or that they could be using or that you could be, they could be looking at that as putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. But I would guess that's why so much of the legal paper trail has not yet occurred because the more that they can kind of almost deflect and say there's nothing to talk about yet. Yeah. So I, I think, I think part of the, part of the reason that it, it became as big as, as it did is it, it became public, I think probably before they wanted it to. Sure. So it mm. was, it was learned about. It's hard uh, to it, keep. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Something ex- like exactly, that. Right. Exactly. You know, so once, you know, a, a municipality or citizens begin to learn about things, of course, of course they're going to fight. Sure. Um, so in, in response to your question, um, I, I would kind of agree. I mean, if I were them, I wouldn't want to go out and talk about it either because they're mm-hmm. going to get attacked wherever they sure, go, sure. Um, except for the fact that they promised it to a Missouri senator. Right. Yeah. So they told them that they would mm-hmm. go out and do it and they didn't put a timeline on it. So I suppose they still have an out. Right. <laughs> sure. So, they, you know, we just haven't done it yet. It hasn't been scheduled. Um, but it's it's also been, you know, three months. Right. So, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. Right. So, right. Right. Um, you know. Coordinate, coordinate that through me, coordinate that through the city of Raymore mm-hmm. or someone, mm-hmm. get a meeting, get, tell us what you want to do. Tell us right. why this, this should be acceptable within our community. Sure. You know, give us, give us your plans. Tell us, tell us what you're trying to do. Um, and just, you know, it's crickets. They want nothing to crickets. do with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. No, absolutely. I mean, you've not. got one of the largest school districts in the state of Missouri with Lee Summit yep. that is right up against it. And even the mayor, from what I read, the mayor of Lee Summit is out yep. there publicly saying, I'm trying to get information on this mm-hmm. so that I can inform my stakeholders who are involved with this community and this school district. And the mayor is saying, no one's telling me no one, anything. Yeah. yeah. Is that, that's is, a big deal. Is that bill? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the mayor of, of Raymore is the, is the same thing. And, I mean, and we've had incredible, God. we've had incredible support um, from all of those communities. So mm. um, the, the community of Raymore, Lee summit, Grandview, Belton, uh, Pleasant Hill, um, peculiar, uh, have, have all made public votes. They're, they're opposed mm-hmm. to this. Um, I think every one of those school districts, uh, almost every one of those, um, um, economic councils within, within each one of those cities, right. have, you know, everybody's out there saying, we don't want this. I mean, this is right. a, this is a multi-generational oh, um, decision. Absolutely. And, and once, you know, once a landfill goes in, um, you know, you've got the the round of, of owners who own property today. Mm-hmm. So then what happens when they sell, right? So sure. property values decrease, but you're not going to get the development, 
right? So, so there's never going to be, you know, a new retail store. Eventually, right. you know, maybe the grocery store down the street closes because the neighborhood's changing or decreasing in value. So it's, it's going to be nothing but a downhill slide. It's, um, and it's tax dollars out the door, right? It, it's, Increasing value. It's, yeah. And right. all, all at a time when Jackson County, you know, real estate taxes yeah. are increasing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things we've been trying to argue with Jackson County uh, in terms of the real estate assessment is, Hey, this, you know, we know this thing is going to decrease our property values, mm-hmm. but yet you've increased my yeah. property by, you know, 15, right. 18, 20%. Right. I should be seeing a 20 or 30% decrease the other way. Oh no, it's not official. So we, we can't take yeah, it. It's not, there's nothing there. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Wow. Exactly. So that's, so that's frustrating. Just they'd be better off developing and getting more tax dollars, having more residential retail, get it out of the homes for that way. Agreed. Um, but I think the, you know, so this, the city of Kansas city, um, if they are truly behind it, which again, we don't know if they are. Right. Um, but you know, they're looking at it from a public works perspective of, Hey, we've got, we've got one right here. Maybe we get lower fees, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever those reasons are. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we're, we're hoping to take them at their word, uh, including Michael Shaw, who's the director of public works. Hey, I don't want a landfill in the city. Okay, mm-hmm. great, great. Awesome. Love that. Um, right. Let's let's see something to, to again to codify right, that. To back. So how do we do that? So again, l- let's uh, just recap and and let's give the people where they can go to go get more information again on this. You know the 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 website, Facebook page, all that fun stuff. Sure. Where can they go? Sure. So the Facebook page is stop the lies with an exclamation point. Stop the landfill with an exclamation point. Um, that's where. Um, we're going to, we're going to keep information updated. It's, it's constantly flowing, click the little uh, notification button. So when things do come through, uh, it, it populates into your feed. The second thing for the pack is uh, killthefill.org. Um, so that's where you can make a donation. Uh, there's lots of, um, there's lots of, uh, there's a calendar with lots of opportunities to volunteer. So, you know, we're going around to picnics and fairs and art festivals, handing out flyers, handing out buttons, uh, just to get uh, the awareness out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even gone through, you know, Longview Lake on the 4th of July weekend and put flyers on uh, on windshields mm-hmm. that says, hey, you know, you, you come to Longview Lake, th- this thing is threatened. You know, think about right. all the people that use Longview Lake, a 5K, yep. um, maybe the uh, the Christmas in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to want to go out there if there's a landfill two mm-hmm. miles away? Um, it's it's just going to change uh, change that area yeah, forever. Whole time. Yeah. Have you guys um, been in touch with other communities across the country that, have gone through something similar and ended up beating this so that you can almost follow a blueprint? We've, we've reached out to a couple. Um, and there's even a, uh, a consulting firm that said, Hey, you know, hire us and we can walk you through all this. Mm-hmm. We interviewed them. Uh, we're already doing a lot of things sure. that, that they've mm-hmm. asked us to do or said that we should be doing. Sure. So we wanted to conserve our resources there. Um, we've talked to some folks in St. Louis. Uh, there's, there's currently a landfill on fire in St. Louis and has been for years. Um, so wow. there's, they're saying that, what? you know, Hey, you guys need to fight this. You mean it's been on fire for years? Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's called the Bridgeton, uh, Bridgeton landfill. It is still, it is on fire, has been on fire for years. Uh, and you can't put it out because it's just so deep. Yeah. Like, once a, once a landfill fire starts, you literally cannot put it out. So it'll be there, you know, so imagine a, a constant fire with all the challenges that are in, a, you know, so all the toxins and everything that can be in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine that right across the street from a grade school. Oh my right? gosh. Wow. That, that paints a, a really, really clear picture. Yeah. You know, I, um, I grew up with Aiden in Blue Springs. He's a Blue Springs kid. Yeah. And, uh, and my age, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for, uh, maybe he'd want to come on the show. Oh, I'm sure he'd love to. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, great. And talk about he'd probably want to come into this development they got, <laughs> and maybe Rick and, and Aiden can sit down and have a conversation yeah, I, together. I, and I, you would welcome it. I would welcome it. Absolutely. Yeah. There you Absolutely. go, Mr. Aiden Monheiser. There Here's you go. the invitation. Yeah. Open forum debate. Challenge extended. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Very good. Well, awesome. Rick, thank you so much for joining the show, Thanks. man. Thanks great great job. Man. We really great appreciate job. it. Everybody should uh, check out killthefill.org. Um, also, make sure to check out the Facebook group. It's a group, not a page. It's a, it's a group page. It's yeah. a group. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that one, again, with the exclamation points is... Stop the lies. Stop the landfill. Very good. Guys, Rick Meyer, the coalition to stop this potential new landfill in South Kansas City. We really appreciate you, buddy. You bet. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been the Always Be Cool podcast. Hanging out with Bobby Kerr and Darren Copeland and today's special guest, Rick Myers. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Always Be Cool Podcast. All right, guys. Take care. Always be cool. See you guys. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, Darren and Bobby thank you from the bottom of their hearts. They hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave them a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in our community. Also, feel free to let DC and BK know which business or community leaders you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on social media. See you next time for a new episode. And remember, always be cool. This podcast is powered by Summit Lending. NMLS number 185081, Equal Housing Lender.